Here's what's coming up this week on the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Tea and a biscuit. I was honoured to be the uh, the Pope. Gashed up the middle. Give yourself uh, tomorrow off. Brian Balaga, Iowa. I love Miami. It's hip to be a square. Follow my cat on Instagram. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Bermudez, and this podcast will bring you the weekly LA Chargers news. We're going to preview and review every game this season and bring you some of the hottest fantasy takes around. I'm joined by three fantastic co-hosts yet again. So introducing you to the guy we call the gaffer, the boss, John Woz Jr. How are you, Woz? Good evening, Bez. I'm all good, mate. How's, how's tricks your end? I'd be better if uh, you hadn't messed up take one, if I was being honest. <laughs> but here we are, take two. Your fault. Um, I'm going to move on to the bloke we call Audible Chocolate. He allegedly has a voice of velvet. Uh, that's Mr. John Ayres. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate this intro better than the first intro, uh, which might have gotten me in a little bit of hot water. So I'm just going to say hello to everybody listening, especially if there's anybody out there who enjoys my American accent. Cheerio. Fantastic. And last but not least, our own celebrity, Dan Hollywood King. How are you, Dan? Hey, hey. Good to be here. So, without further ado, what's everyone drinking tonight? So, last week I got told off by the wife for being boring and drinking water. So, tonight I've got a nice little cocktail known as Aviation Fuel, uh, a lungo with three double shots of espresso. So, no sleep for me this evening. Well, that sounds amazing. Uh, I got a little bit of a shout out on a uh, friendly podcast and I'll, Elliot, I'll let you kind of talk about that in just a minute. But uh, in honor of that shout out, I'm having some nice tea and a biscuit. Whereas I've changed this week to, to beer, I'm on a lost and found pineapple IPA. We've upped our game, guys, and I'm pleased because was you were in disgrace with that water last week, and I'm glad your wife's given you a kick up the arse, and we've uh, we've got you on something proper. Um, I'm on fuzzy cola. Don't have a go at me, guys. Uh, it's peach schnapps and diet coke. It is delightful, but um, there's a reason why, and I'm going to be raising a glass this evening to two podcasts, pay a bit of a tribute. Um, first off, I'm drinking fuzzy cola in honour of the Joe Picks Pod um, three series podcast. Um, thank you to uh, Dan and Joe, who got me into podcasting. Uh, I was, I was honoured to be the uh, the Pope on that podcast in particular, and it's the inspiration for why I'm here today. So thank you, thank you to you two, and also a big thank you and a shout out to the Monkey Seat Pod. Um, our friends over there gave us a shout out on their latest episode. Um, really great technical advice from, from these guys. So thank you again. Um, you can check out their podcast on Spotify and on. Um, Anchor FM and it's all about motorsport if you're into your IndyCar if you're into Formula One these guys know what they're talking about and uh, we hope uh, at some point in the future to get them on for a bit of an interview so I raise a glass to you all now on to the Chargers news big news exciting news we've re-signed Damien Square what are your thoughts guys? I think it's a good move um, dependable chap Played over 300 defensive snaps in four consecutive seasons. Um, and I think he'll, he'll add a bit of uh, competition to, to the roster. So a positive and a big thumbs up for myself. 
Yeah, I'm a big Square fan. Um, he, I mean, he's not he's not a game wrecker. I mean, he's not obviously because <laughs> otherwise we would have signed him much sooner. Um, but he's just a dependable guy that you know you can plug in every other play. Someone goes down, he can take take over the load, and he's not a complete liability. I think he adds a really solid anchor there in the middle uh, when you need him. He can play on the outside if you really need him to. It's not really his his strong suit, but I, I've seen him kick out there a little bit. But right there in the middle, he's a nice strong steady anchor um, to allow somebody like Joseph who you know he's definitely a veteran probably needs a few snaps off here and there we can you know give him a breather uh, he can move over you know if Tillery goes down or uh, you know some somebody else needs a breather he can kind of just he kind of move along he and to me he's kind of the quintessential uh, charger lineman you know whether it's offense or defensive line um, it just seems like Telesco and Lynn really have an affinity for guys who can play multiple z- positions along the line uh, just to have that rotational guy that can kind of come in uh, when we need him. And unfortunately, you know, knock on wood, hopefully we don't actually need him um, for injury. But, you know, given the injury bug that we've had along both offense and defense, you know, it's always good to have those kind of plug and play players who can just kind of come in and manage some snaps here and there. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Damian Square. So glad to see him back. I mean, he's, he's played in every game for us over the last three years. Um, and he's just, as you've said, he's dependable. Uh, he's not flashy, he's not fancy, but what he does, he does well, and what we need him for, he can he can do that. Plus, i got to like him on a personal level, because he did, at least at one point, follow my cat on Instagram. There's, there's a story for you there. <laughs> what? <laughs> First of all, why did your cat even have an Instagram? I need to know this. It's not, it's not my choice, um, but he does, so... Are you gonna are are you gonna shout your cat's Instagram out or what, so that everyone else can follow? I don't even know it. <laughs> What's your cat's name? Dan, you need to be uh, da- Dan. You need to be asking your cat to uh, put the lottery on for you. If he's if he's running Instagram, um, that's a clever cat, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so Square's a cat lover, so I like him even more. I mean, there's two reasons why I like this this signing. The first is you know I, I like Damien. I, I think he provides great depth for the team can fill in a pinch um you know last season we saw 27 tackles one tackle for loss two pass deflections um in 16 games reasonable numbers for a backup i liked looking back at 2018 and i went and saw some of his some of his tape um, today back on game pass and he stepped in for for joey bosa he had three tackles for loss three sacks and three pass deflections in 11 starts I think that's the kind of person that can step up. He's not elite starter material, but he is great depth. It's also great because this is the kind of Chargers player. You know, if when I started following the Chargers back in two thousand eight, this is the kind of player we probably would have had started from us for us. Whereas now, twenty twenty, he's just depth. He's going to be competing, I think, with with Tillery, um, Justin Jones, Linval Joseph, and Cortez Broughton. I don't know what that means. Could mean the end of the Broughton project, although Broughton probably more of a run stuffer backing up Joseph, I don't know. But, um, you know, versatility there, typical Telesco signing. Um, I'm excited. It's uh, it's a decent Telesco late off-season signing. Yeah, happy with it. So I've got some exciting news, guys. We received our very first listener question. I, I asked our listeners to to send in either uh, get in touch on Twitter, send an email, an audio clip. Still want that. Anyone listening, please fire something over, get in touch. We want to hear from you. Um, James in Florida tweeted, 
the first ever question the show's received. Which new signing are you most excited about? So, from my perspective, it's got to be Chris Harris. Takeaways weren't a strength of ours in 2019, and I'd like to see um, us, us turn the football over a little bit more, being more productive. Um, Harris... He comes with a bit of a risk. 2019 wasn't particularly great for him. Only one pick. Um, prior to you know, 2018, if we, if we can get those sort of numbers from, from that season, three interceptions, including a pick six. He's got the potential. Uh, veteran, he, he adds a bit of leadership to the, uh, to the um, uh, secondary. And I, I think he's going to be the one that, that could uh, reinvigorate our, our sort of uh, turnover ratio. Um, an obvious choice um, for me uh, is Chris Harris Jr. Let's see what he brings to the party, but um, I think he can have a big year for us in a in a in a new look uh, defense. Well, I'm going to stay on the defensive side of the ball, um, you know, and a guy who I think people are excited about, but really is not getting the hype as you know one of our biggest additions in the off season. Uh, it's got to be Linval Joseph for me. I mean, if you just look at the production or lack thereof that we've gotten the last uh, two to three seasons from our nose tackle position. It's just, I mean, it, it is just depressing. I mean, one of the reasons that chargers have been gashed up the middle by the run is because we haven't had that kind of big uh, gap plugging presence who we know can take on a couple tackles at a time. You know um, you know, a lot of people were really low on Tillery's play last year. And for good reason, he, you know, he didn't get a lot of snaps to begin with. And when he, when he was getting snaps, he, he wasn't doing a lot with them. Um, so I think that definitely is a product of, you know, him being a rookie and defensive line is, you know, one of the hardest positions to kind of transition to from college to NFL. So there's that, but I think the other part is he wasn't getting any help. I mean, there was no need to double team me Bane, uh, you know, <laughs> which left plenty of block available for our two edge rushers and for whoever was uh, that second uh, central defensive tackle. So I think that by adding Joseph, you've got a guy who now the offensive lines have to block him and generally probably gonna have to block him with two guys. That's going to open it up for either Bosa, for Ingram, or for Tillery to really make that impact and get after uh, the quarterback. Joseph is probably not going to invade the QB space a ton. He's not going to be, he's not going to rack up a ton of you know, gaudy stats, like maybe some of the, maybe he did in his younger years, but I think he's going to be a real disruptive force there in the middle. I think he's going to help collapse the pocket enough to make that quarterback think about either trying to escape the pocket a little early or dump the ball off too early because he sees the pocket collapsing right in front of him. Um, you know, and I think he's just going to be such an asset in, in that uh, run game. I mean, to me, adding Joseph right there to plug up, you know, some of those gaps in the middle and then having a rangy just missile, uh, having like Kenneth Murray coming in and, you know, just kind of just stopping whoever else makes it through one of the remaining holes. I, I think this run defense is going to be dramatically improved, um, you know, and that's not to mention now that we've got Derwin James back healthy. I, I think that this defense is set up to really succeed uh, in 2020. And I think Joseph is going to be kind of the low key reason that we do. See, I'm going to take it a different route here. I'm going to say that uh, the signing I'm happiest with is actually Trey Turner uh, on the O-line. Um, yeah, he's only played 13 games each of the last, is it three seasons, maybe four? But he still made the Pro Bowl every uh, every year in the last five, despite what the Panthers were dealing with on their O-line. I mean, their O-line has not been good. Um, 
which is something we know a bit about. But he was playing with um, Tyler Larson at centre and just a revolving door at tackle. And to have someone of that calibre, five-time pro bowler, come straight into our O-line, just even if he's not going to play every game, he's going to make a difference. And hopefully kind of shore things up a bit more for that run game that we know Lynn wants to get a bit more towards and kind of protect Tyrod, uh, hopefully. You know, great picks, guys, all of you. You know, what an off-season. Tom Telesco opens up his checkbook, does something he's not really done before and starts bringing up big names. You know, the river's cash. He's spent well. He's gone out there and, and you know, whilst you love Chris Harris, coming in divisional divisional from a divisional rival uh, with the takeaways. Great, great choice. Linville Joseph for you, John, um, from the Vikings. I can see it. You know, what a, what a run stuffer he is. And, and that trade, where did that come from, Dan? You know, Tri Turner, for, for, I think we stole Tri Trey Turner. Um, giving, the, giving a Russell Acoon away for him was, was great business. I don't know where this has been, but we've also... You know, we've signed Darius Jennings, I think it's how you say it. Darius Jennings, kick returner. I think it'll be interesting um, him coming in, competing with Joe Reed, who we drafted, for who's going to get that that kick returning spot. Two high-caliber prospects there. Um, Brian Balaga, Iowa, uh, coming in from, from Green Bay, um, who was the one I really wanted. But he isn't my choice. I'll tell you who my choice is, and he's not even... Not even there. If you Google who we've signed this season, he's not there. But I tell you, you go on Twitter and you see the one name that Chargers fans seem to be the most excited about is the guy I'm the most excited about. And that's James Campen, offensive line coordinator. <laughs> he's he's the coach looking after our O-line, making it better. He's come over from Green Bay. He has a cracking record at turning O-linemen into Pro Bowl specialists, making it better. Everyone seems to be on this guy. I've gone and checked out his work. He protects his quarterback. He gets a line that can be average and upgrades it. I think he's going to be great for Trey Pipkins on the left-hand side, who I'm going to be writing a blog post about why I'm really hot on Trey Pipkins. So I think he'll come on under Campen. I think he's going to get that Balaga, uh, Triturner, hopefully Pouncey if he stays well and fit. I think he's going to get them blocking fantastically for Tyrod. Um, he's going to hopefully reinvigorate Lamp. Who's who's even heard of Lamp for, for, for years is he even still on the team? I've had to go and check to see he's there, but I'm excited about him. And I think that's why James Campen's my biggest and top off-season signing this year. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right there, Bez. James Campen, he did a great job at uh, Green Bay in, in creating versatility. And that seems to be the thread through the entire Chargers roster. It, it's been able to um, take the chess pieces and move them around the board as and when needed. And I think, it, look at the left tackle situation. You know, we could have got Jason Peters... Um, clearly, Campen's had a look at the roster, and he believes that he can he can create a a capable left tackle um, to do exactly what he's there to do to, to protect the quarterback. So let let's see how that goes. But yeah, it's a great shout, and I think it's an exciting uh, appointment by Tom Telesco. I, I think I think especially with the fact that if, if you look at Campen reunited with uh, Beluga. Um, it's all pointing towards positive stuff. So, yeah, good shout. Out of the box thinking there, Bez. Give yourself uh, tomorrow off. <laughs> Coming out of left field or left back. Or <laughs> if, I, if I have to say one thing about that, I just say I love Lamp. I love Lamp. 
cracking. Uh, so, um, so we're all really buzzing about the off season, and uh, I'm going to move it away from from news and predictions. I'm going to go to um, a feature we saw in episode one, which was the expectations for the team in 2020. But we're going to hone it down, and we're going to look at a specific player this week and that is someone I was really hot on coming out of college I thought he would slip into the second round he did we snaffled him up there and then he was a major rookie disappointment and that was Nazir Adderley uh, coming out of, of Delaware he didn't miss a game in four years 45 games straight for the Blue Hens over there and then he had a hamstring injury and we didn't see him during his rookie rookie season. There were some comments that he needed to man up and potentially play through some pain. Um, and a recent interview with him said he was actually suffering from severe tendon sprain. Uh, and Coach Lynn's made some worrying comments for me saying that some players come out of college healthy, they have their first big injury and they, they suffer the shock of it and they don't rebound well. And I think that was potentially seen with, with, with Adderley. Um, I was so excited when I saw him come in that third preseason game against the the 49ers uh, last year. He had three pass breakups, uh, an interception. He looked absolutely amazing. A rangy safety. He can play some corner. So guys, I'm going to throw it over to you lot to see what is your what are your expectations for for Adley this year? I think he's under more pressure than some of the rookies from the 2020 draft class. As you said, he missed the whole of last year. He's now basically on a level playing field with, with the with the new uh, with a new wave of uh, players that have come in. He's got a lot to prove. He's missed a lot of football. If you look at Derwin James when he got injured, he played enough pro football to uh, recuperate and come back into the league and, and pick up the pace of the game. Adley hasn't got that in his locker. That's that's a concern for me. And let's be honest. He's in a, he's on a part of the football on the defense that's hugely competitive this season, and I, I'm worried that you know he's gonna have he's gonna have a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, he's physical, he's a good tackler, his route recognition in college was great, very instinctive. But has he got that in his locker going into 2020? Has he lost some of that edge? There's plenty of time for him to. Uh, um, get himself up to full speed ahead of the new season. That injury, tendon sprain. Once he's gone, it's gone. He's going to have to nurse that for the for the rest of his football career. So everything's stacked against him. And if he's got the mental toughness, he can come through this and show that he deserves a starting place on the roster. But it's going to be hugely competitive. And, and I think he, he he's there. It's, it's his job to lose ultimately. Um, it's whether or not he can overcome that setback. And hit the ground running because he's going to need to. We're going to need every one of our players to stand up the season, especially if we're to be competitive in the FC West. Yeah, so it's it's going to it's going to be an interesting part of the uh, Chargers uh, jigsaw puzzle to see how he performs um, coming into the uh, new season. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> I was a big Adderley fan when they made the pick. Um, you know, there are some pundits who believed he was a first round talent. So the fact that, you know, as Elliot said, that he fell to us in, in our laps in round two. I mean, I was stoked. Uh, and unfortunately, yeah, he did have his season derailed by injury, um, you know, but it happens. I mean, sometimes just bad luck. So I personally have a very high opinion of him. I think that he can do a lot of things 
in this defense. And what what actually worries me most is that I don't know because he missed all of last year and this team is kind of switching some things up on defense and they're going to try new things. Uh, I don't know if they know how to use them quite yet. I mean, they've got, you know, they've got some guys who, who played, you know, fairly well last year. They weren't amazing, but they, they did okay. They did well enough to be kind of come back and be named the starter. And, you know, when you have to earn, that position from someone who did it all of last year, who was healthy, who was available, uh, at least in Coach Lynn's eyes, that's that's a that's a big uphill to have to get through. So I think that for me, while I do like Adderley, I, I think he's going to really struggle this year, you know, just getting consistency. And, and the problem, of course, is that when you're not on the field consistently and you're being rotated in and out, I think it's hard for you to kind of get those consistent snaps and really prove yourselves. Uh, some guys like uh, Drew Tranquil can come in play 39% of defensive snaps and produce some guys like Tillery can play limited snaps and not produce. And, you know, again, this, it, these are different players, they have different skill sets, different positions, but the point is, you know, it's hard to come in necessarily and make a difference when you have such limited snaps. And I really worry that because of everything that happened last year, he's maybe in a bit of a doghouse and he's going to have to fight and scrap for, for any playing time. And, you know, if, if he can't make something happen in that playing time, are they going to lose their, you know, lose some of the opinion on him? I don't know. Uh, you know, the other threat to him is, is honestly King. Uh, you know, uh, Desmond King had a, had a tough year last year. So now he's kind of in, he's kind of in that position limbo as well. Um, so you've got the two of them in position limbo kind of going to be chess pieces moving around and that's exciting. Both of them are good at that. Both of them can be moved around. You've got Derwin James moving around. It's just, you know, no offense to our, you know, to our defensive coordinator, Gus Bradley, but he is not the most creative person. Yeah, he came up, you know, he, he came up and, and really made a name for himself up in Seattle, you know, um, and kind of reinvented the way they play defense there. But I mean, if you look at kind of what he's done throughout his career after he kind of had the Legion of Boom, he's kind of just been trying to redo the re- Legion of Boom everywhere he goes. So, you know, the fact that he's now going to be trying a little something different, he's going to be moving things around. Like, does he have the capacity for that? I don't know. You know, it, he's got so many guys he can move around now. Does he know how to use them all? Can he get them all into the game? It is a good problem to have, but I think it's a problem that someone who didn't get any reps last year, um, like Adderley, I think it's a problem that they're really going to have a hard time kind of breaking through the noise. So, um, you know, my last thing I'm going to say is that if anybody can do it, I do believe it's Nas. I think mean, I think Nas has so much talent and so much potential. I think that you know, if he's going to overcome these challenges, you know, I, I think he can do it. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see what happens. But you know, I am definitely a little nervous. I'm totally rooting for Nasser Adderley, but I don't know that. Um, as was you you mentioned, it's his job to lose. But is he going to be outraged on Jenkins? Um, is the introduction of the two new kind of return guy is going to see Desmond King's role as a returner reduced to favour more playing of um, just getting him out in that secondary. We've got a lot of guys back there that um, he's going to be competing with. I mean, you're talking um, Derwin James, obviously, Rayshon Jenkins. Um, you add to that, we've got the sixth round pick, I think it was, Alohi Gilman. Um, be interesting to see where they kind of slot them all together. Now, I've got faith that Adelie's better at his best than any of the others. Um, Doe and James not exclu- not included, obviously. Um, but I, I'm going to wait to reserve judgment until until we actually see it. Um, but hopeful that he gets a chance this year and doesn't get derailed by any more injury. 
I know tendon problems are not fun. No, they're not. They, they, I'm worried about his injuries, but I have for you a massive, steaming hot prediction on Nazir Adley. Brace yourself. He's going to be the best corner. And yes, that's right, corner on the Chargers this year. So Telesco let slip a little comment uh, in a, in a end-of-season interview that uh, he he says, oh, I think, I think Nazir will play some safety. We might move him to nickel corner or even corner. And then I went back and had a look at uh, Adley at Delaware and he played a lot of corner there. We've got, um, you know, a, a, an ageing uh, Casey Hayward there that could regress as a as cornerback one. And I'm terrified of Michael Davis as quarterback two. I think he's the weak link on the team. I think I worry that um, opposing teams will just just target him relentlessly. Um, I saw that in the in the latter games of of 2019 that uh, other other teams' O lines uh, offensive were coming out. They were targeting King in the flat and Michael Davis uh, deep. So I see Nazir Adley stepping up. Showing what he can do when he's fully fit and had the time to heal, taking cornerback two away from Davis and outperforming Casey Hayward with uh, his aggressive style of tackling, his rangy cover, and he's going to get at least five interceptions. How's that for a hot take for you all? Bez, that's a hotter take than my statement last year that we're going to do, uh, sorry, last week that we're going to sweep the Chiefs <laughs> home and on the road. That is bold. That is bolder than me, mate. That is really bold. But on the other thing as well, we're technically getting a new player because obviously he didn't play last season. But one thing that concerns me is the the, the injuries that we're getting. Do we need to look at the training regime? Do we need to look at the uh, training facilities? Because, you know, to, to lose a player of his quality for an entire season is not great. And... You know, we, we've all we've all commented. You know, can it, can he come back from the tendon injury? Um, if it goes again, you're gonna have to start questioning the, the preparation. Which I'm sure that um, he won't want to go through all that rehabilitation again. But if you if anybody for, forgot how how good Nazir was in college, and and they they wondered why we actually got him in round two, just have a look at the tape. That dude can tackle. He's a beast, and he's got great hands as well. Um, when that ball comes through the air from the, from the quarterback downfield, the dude he can get airtime and he, he can collect that rock. So you know he's got a lot of uh, attributes there. It's just whether or not we can get the best out of him and whether he can fit in to the molds. Like John said, what what do we do with him? And I think the preseason is going to be the key for for Nazir Adley is uh, is using him um, um, in all four games. You know he's got a lot of catching up to do, and I think he's got to win the coaches over as well. Absolutely agree. So just to summarise today's episode, we uh, we all think Nazir Adley is going to be the uh, top corner on the uh, the Chargers roster. We uh, we think James Campen is going to be the best off season signing, and we all agree it's hip to be a square. Uh, so guys, that's the end of today's episode. Where can you, everyone that's listening find you on social media? Find me was at. Endzone eighty-five. You can find me uh, at Adroit Airs. That's A D R O I T A Y E R S. Uh, hashtag Audio Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me over on Twitter at UKLA Chargers. 
I'm on my personal account at Bez the Spaniard, and you can find the podcast at Charged Up Pod. We really want to hear from you guys. We've had our first uh, listener send in their question. Throw us some tweets. Come at us with an email. Record your voice. We'll play it live on the podcast. We'll respond to whatever question or hot take uh, you have for us. Um, Come join us next week. and, And thank you again for listening. Hashtag audio chocolate.